silent night, evil night. And welcome back to Autopsy of a Horror Movie. My name is Brucker, and today I will be doing something a little bit different. I'll be trying out something new. This will be a quick mini-sode discussion on the 1974 trailer for the horror holiday classic Black Christmas by Bob Clark. I am pretty excited to do this, and I'm wanting to do something new and different to kind of like preview next week's episode. So I'll be sitting down, reacting to and discussing the trailers and the types of tropes that they kind of play off of and how kind of bizarre the trailer for this movie is. This will be a spoiler-free discussion, so I won't be providing any sort of like spoilers for the movie, just in case you haven't seen it, because trailers are kind of like an elevator pitch for you to go check out the movie. So this is kind of like my elevator pitch to you to check out this movie and hopefully you'll come back next week for the full episode with lots of context and spoilers. So today, looking into the trailers for 1974's Black Christmas. And this is a very interesting movie and case study to look at to examine movie trailers. Because horror movie trailers, you know, they are, as I said, a pitch for you to check out the movie. They are trying to convey the movie's tone, maybe some plot details, and, you know, just how, how much interest that you think that you'll have in it. So there are three trailers I want to talk about today. Two of them are, you know, official trailers from the 70s when this movie came out. And one of them is a fan-made trailer, and it's so fantastic. And the reason why I am even mentioning the fan-made trailer is because um, it's a cool contrast to the 1970 ones because movie trailers have evolved. You know, there are tropes in them and some of those tropes are outdated and there are some newer tropes that this fan-made modernized trailer uh, incorporated. So I I thought it'd be kind of cool to sort of compare and contrast those. If you want to watch these trailers, there are links to their YouTube videos in my show notes. Be sure to go out, check them out. So the first trailer, which is the theatrical trailer, it's so weird and bizarre, and the the strangest thing about it is that it's a four and a half minute trailer. That's insane. That's like that's like just like a full on like Quibi or you know I know I know those don't exist anymore, but four and a half minutes for a trailer it gives away so much of the plot details, and I almost wonder if that's because the original trailer which didn't have the correct movie title. The original trailer was when the movie was still called Silent Night, Evil Night, 
was much shorter. It was about 55 seconds. And there weren't a whole lot of plot details in it. Whereas this long form, four and a half minute one is heavy in context and heavy in detailing what's going on. In both trailers, I love that we kind of see how, uh, we, we see like four different attacks in this. So it's definitely giving you the vibe that this is a horror movie. This is, you know, slashers aren't a thing yet because this movie is kind of like a cornerstone in, in, in that in the subgenre. But um, this is definitely a killer movie. There is a killer in this that is stalking their victims in it. And we never see the killer in this, which is I find interesting. And with the movie being called Black Christmas or Silent Night, Evil Night, you know that it has, it has to deal with the holiday. But there's nothing really being... Uh, explicitly described in the trailer that makes you think that Christmas has to deal with anyone's motivation for anything. So as a moviegoer watching this, it kind of makes me go, huh, I wonder how Christmas is going to play in this besides just the setting. While speaking of Christmas, I do love though the vibe that they give off. As I mentioned, you know, we get to see that this is kind of like a killer movie with somebody stalking their victims and killing them perhaps, but we get this vibe and tone that this is supposed to be unsettling, that this is not supposed to be a comfortable movie at all. The tagline itself even alludes to that. If this movie doesn't make your skin crawl, it's on too tight. So how how they crafted this is that they have the the song Silent Night being sang by either a church choir or carolers and it sounds so majestic and calming and peaceful but then it's being intercut by these attacks that we see in the trailer we get to see somebody is in a bed being stabbed we see somebody being suffocated by plastic bags Olivia Hussey's hair is being pulled and we see a hook being thrown at someone's face it's also still alluding to just how creepy and unsettling this movie is because the entire trailer, we are watching the outside of the house. And every time we cut back to the house from some sort of movie scene like or somebody being attacked or something like that, we are getting closer and closer to the attic window in which we see that there are two bodies in there. And so this movie is very much just letting you know up front like, hey, motherfuckers die in this and we're just gonna go ahead and let you know these two which to me makes me go oh wow if they're okay with just like showing us an actual body count which in this you can imply there's at least four kills because that's how many attacks we see then that has to mean that there's at least double that in the movie right so it's definitely kind of trying to appeal to that you know horror fan that just wants to see like a body count i think now, does it make me want to see the movie? Yes, the long form one does. As you know, as much as I complained and kind of griped about like why is this over four minutes, that one does make me want to see it because you get way more details about what's actually going on. It kind of makes you think about uh, John Saxon's character and how like the police play into this. And uh, I believe there's even a moment where we see Olivia Hussey is hiding behind a locked door as the killer's trying to barge in. So it looks like a very, like, it, it gives way, way more of an energetic type of movie where 
the shorter one that I played at the beginning of the episode, uh, it seems a little bit more slower, a little bit more static. And again, sticking with that like static theme, uh, we're only seeing the house. Like we only see exteriors of that. So it kind of makes you think like this might all take place there. Well, the long form one, you're getting way more cuts of like other locations. So it's kind of making you think that we get to explore the world a little bit more, which might be more interesting to some people. So with that being said, let's kind of take a quick glimpse at the fan-made trailer, which is supposed to be modernized and kind of see what the differences are. My mother's taking a place up at Mont Holly's. Anyone else want to come? Yeah. Sounds like fun. Great. How about you, Claire? Uh, no thanks, Barb. I've made some other plans. Listen, you pervert, why don't you go over to Lambakai? They could use a little of this. Yeah, I was supposed to meet my daughter here. Her name's Claire Harrison, do you know her? I'm sure you'll find her at the fraternity house. Have you seen Claire today? No one knows where she is. No, not since last night. Hello? Hello? Some of the girls are over here today, but I haven't seen Claire. Well, what the hell are you planning to do about it? 90% of the time, girls are reported missing from the college. They're at a cabin somewhere with a boyfriend. A high school girl's been murdered. Claude? Claude? obviously upset about something. I'd like to talk to him. Can you tell me where I might reach him? The caller is in the house. Oh, come on, this is a sorority house, not a convent. Are you up there? Jess? You can't rape a townie. So there's a pretty big difference between modern trailers and, you know, older trailers. Um, I think the big thing about this is that a whole lot more plot details. Uh, If you were to watch this alone, you would think that this is a movie that is primarily about a missing person. Uh, Because that's kind of like what they're focusing on a lot in this. And I like some of the... Uh, so, so, so we got some more modern tropes, trailer tropes in this. Um, one is something that I kind of I think happens often is that the movie, kind of like that mixing of tones that we saw with the first uh, original theatrical trailer with the Silent Night uh, chorus choir singing being intercut with like uh, violent imagery. Here we're getting jovial music. You know, we're getting that song Jingle Bell Rock by. Bobby Helms from 1957, which cleverly still works enough to where they could have, you know, still used that in 1974 when making the trailer. 
Um, so I like how we kind of start off with that like jovial music, and then the music changes with the tone, and it kind of makes you feel more, I guess, in line with what's going on. So it's more less unsettling, which is what the original trailer is trying to do. It's trying to make you feel unsettled. And this one is kind of more going for hype, if that makes any sense. It's more kind of going for like, holy shit, this movie's fucking crazy. Like you gotta see this. Like you know, it's it's a roller coaster. And that's and since you since the tone and the stuff that's happening on screen kind of match, you're kind of going on that ride together. As where the original one, you're kind of being pulled all sorts of different directions, and it kind of again just makes you feel off balance and uneasy, which I think is slightly more accurate for what the movie does entail but i do like how we get just a sh- much shorter snippet of uh the, the the killer calling on the phone and we get to kind of hear his voice some some more modern tropes is that we get the the, the thing that trailers do where like they kind of like spell out a sentence word by word and so we'll just see like one or two words of text on the screen and it's being like intercut with uh, action kinetic scene so they do that here and then the music at the end of the trailer kind of goes back into uh more upbeats but now it's being played over with still like uh, high octane scenes to, to go with it so i don't know it's it, it's such a fun trailer i love it it you know after i watched the moderniz- the modernization one it does make me go fuck yeah let's go see this fucking movie um, but I feel like that the original trailer pays way more um, attention and is more accurate to the type of tone that the movie actually has. And I believe I mentioned the pacing is also so different. The pacing is so methodical and slow in the original when this kind of like remake modernization of it is more high paced and wants to keep your attention and it's fast and it's high octane as i said and it's it feels like a roller coaster ride so i and there's no narrator either that that is also the very interesting thing about modern trailers there's no narrator and there was no tagline either so it's 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 interesting how you know just stuff evolves over time the last difference that i want to point out is that in the original trailer it kind of teased or alluded to possibly four murders in it. This one detailed at least five or six. We got a few extra ones. And um, I find that, you know, again, interesting that, you know, they're having to up the ante a little bit more for this one instead of making you think how many people are going to die. It's, you know, kind of like, look at how many people do get it in this, you know, you know come, come see this movie. Um, I don't know. I kind of find that interesting. I am going to end today's little mini preview by reading an excerpt from The Definitive Guide to Horror Movies by James Marriott and Kim Newman. And this is their quick entry about Black Christmas. A sorority house is plagued by obscene phone calls. One student's father arrives to pick her up, but she is missing. A younger girl is found murdered, and Jess has some bad news to break to her boyfriend Pete. Clark's effective proto-slasher set many of the genre's rules a few years early. The killer's identity is hidden through POV shots. Victims are dispatched in various grisly ways using everyday objects. The killings take place around a particular calendar date, 
the killer has quasi-supernatural powers, which I don't know if that's really true, and characters speak with Canadian accents. This is set in Canada, but many later U.S. set slashers were recognizably shot in Canada to uh, cut cost. Yet, as with early entries in any cycle, it proves more interesting than many of the films that followed. Rather than gimmick to hang the film on, Christmas setting is both an important plot detail, nobody notices the characters have gone missing because it's assumed they've gone home for the holiday, and an ironic commentary on Jess's condition, she is pregnant but does not want the child. These students are realistically individuals with credible student problems, pregnancy, abusive boyfriends, parents, and are not forced to take witless decisions to meet the killer. There's no correlation between characters' sexual behavior and their fate, and in contrast to other later slashers focus on explicit display, Clark cuts away before most of the killings, concentrating instead on the disturbing sounds of the obscene phone calls. Also, a key influence on many number of babysitter in peril TV movies, Black Christmas cheats a little in its POV misdirections and suffers from Mercury Brown visuals, but it's the best of Clark's impressive genre efforts. Alright, gotta admit, I don't like the sass that they gave Bob Clark there right at the end, but it's pretty apt description, and I fucking love this movie. Hope that everybody here enjoyed this little mini preview, and I look forward to you guys checking out this episode next week. I should have some really fun guests on there. Adam and Devin of The Great American Scream should be coming back for this. I'm very excited. Hope that you all are enjoying the holiday season. Please follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Follow me on Spotify. Give me a five-star rating on iTunes if you can. Tag me. Share me with a friend. And I will see you next time. Watch some good movies. Goodbye.